Hello and welcome to the Chip Away podcast. My name's Adam and I talk with passionate construction professionals and try to chip away at what it is to build, create and shape the landscape we live in. Today on the show is Mux. Mux is a second year carpentry apprentice in Auckland and is documenting his journey on Instagram at Mahi Carpentry Year Right Limited. Mux takes some awesome photos of everyday images we see on site and shows them in a new light. I think it would be fair to say that he felt a calling towards carpentry that he couldn't ignore and he ended up making the jump and hasn't looked back since. To kick things off, a quote from Mux, which is to work your magic. Let's go. Okay. Hello, Mux. Um, thanks for coming on the Chip Away podcast. How you doing, man? Not bad, bro. Thanks for having me, man. No worries. And, uh, have a chat? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I came across you on Instagram. I'm pretty new to it, but um, I found your account on there and I'm a big fan of your photos, eh? Like, um, <laughs> especially recently. Um, I've been going through all your photos and... Um, they just like resonate this kind of Kiwi soul to me. I think they're fantastic, especially some of the ones where you're building with your family or you're having a beer after work or something. It's just like (laughs) classic. And then also um, you've got a couple there of just doing real standard building work, um, things that we see every day as builders. But the way you capture it or maybe the filter that you use, it makes it look real epic, you know, like you've got a stabila yeah. level sitting on a, I don't know, a windowsill or something like that. And yeah, it just looks yeah, so yeah. cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> do you, do you, are you interested in photography or is that just something you thought, oh, that looks cool. I'll capture that moment or whatever it is. Nah, man, it was just like, I don't know, I'd just be working away and yep. then I'd just get like a random thought of like, man, my like, my Mahi Carpentry account, you know, so. Yep. I just like step back and I try and do it like on the slide because obviously being an apprentice, you know, you don't want to be caught on your phone all the time. Yeah. So I kind of just step back and I just took, took a few photos, you know, take a few photos and then um, I'll like save them all. And I've got like a, a Mahi folder on my phone, like work folder on my phone that I just yep. save everything to. And then I'll go back to it at the end of the day or, you know, smoke her and I'll edit it. I've got like this, this, uh, sort of like an editing app that edits all my photos. Okay. And I try and use like the same one for all my photos, you know, so there's not this like juggling around and stuff like that. Sure. But yeah, most of the time, man, yeah, my photos are just like, I'll take a photo because if I was an apprentice, I'd want to know like what everyone else is doing, you know, as yep. I am now, yep. you know, so like, I look, I follow all your like building pages, all these building pages and just like a little photo of like what they're doing is just like, yeah, that's me. Like I want to be yep. doing that as well. Yeah. So that's like the main reason, but nah, don't, don't. Not keen on taking any up photography or anything like that. It's just like the spur of the moment, bro. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate it. Like you, you're capturing those kind of normal moments and you're making them look cool. Cause I find that hard about Instagram. Like if you're not, um, in the trades and you're looking at photos of like framing, it's kind of like, Oh, it's not very sexy, is it? Unless you know what yeah. you're looking at. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but man. if you, if you're doing it every day and you could have put a cool spin on it, like, you know, I look at my level every other day, but. Um, especially that photo when you got your level sitting on there and the filter, it just looks awesome. So it captures yeah, keep a lot those of, coming. Like, definitely. Yeah. 
There was the one of um, I had a pass load gun and I was actually lying on this roof and I was nailing up battens and I was yep. actually lying upside down. And I had my gun just sitting there and I was like, I'll just take a photo of that. Like it's simple, it's nothing, but yep. you like add a bit of something to it. All the builders like, yeah, that's like a shot. I see my gun at a lot, you know, mm-hmm. just casually sitting there upside down while you're working. So yeah, pretty much how all the photos come about. Cool. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Um, so, uh, tell me a bit about um, who you are. Um, tell the people who you are and 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 what your current position is. You've mentioned you're an apprentice, so um, a bit of background on that. Yeah, no, oh, name's Mooks. Um, come from Gizzy, originate from Gizzy. Uh, moved up here in my 2011, um, just for rugby, really. I was playing okay. rugby back down in, in Gisborne and I came up here. And then I've always had this like fascination about, about building, you know, like everything. I just wanted to get my hands on it. Um, so moving up here, I didn't even know about trades, bro. Like wasn't explained to me at school. Um, didn't know much about it when I got up here. Just you drive past it and just see it. And you, I always wondered what it was. Um, I used to work in a warehouse. So being stuck inside for me is like an outdoors guy was just, mm. there was something itching that I just like didn't know what it was. Then I, um, Went over to Europe, did a stint in Europe, played rugby, came back, and one of my mates, his uncle was um, running like a little small building company, yeah. and um, he was looking for workers at the time, and I was like, why not? You know, like I talked about it the whole time, and I kind of just did that, and then that got the building bug, man, and it was pretty much just history from there, and um, signed up with uh, QPC. Um, they took me on board as like a pretty pretty fresh guy, you know, I said I was only in building for like a year. Just doing decks, fences, the odd retaining wall and stuff like that. And they took me on and pretty much got me signed up straight away after the trial. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, been with them pretty much two years, I think. Sometimes this month would be two years with them. So, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's pretty good. Second year, I think. So, yeah. everything's going pretty well. Awesome. Cool. Cool, man. So, so you're saying it, it was a bit of a career change for you. So, you'd worked in, in another field for a while. Um, and you obviously kind of was looking at building out the corner of your eye. Yeah. Um, other than kind of working outside and, and getting amongst it, what what exactly was it? I mean, you've said that you like building stuff, but do you think it was anything in particular? Like in your in your previous job, were you working in, you know, in building, especially we were working pretty tight-knit crews. Were you working in, yeah. in that sort of environment there? or? Yeah, I did insulation. Um, installing insulation for NRG. It was like under HRV. Okay. And, um, man, that was one of the shittest jobs I've ever done in my life. <sighs> you know, like, I'm a big lad trying to squeeze in underfloors and ceilings like that in summer. It was, it was like one of the worst jobs, but like the crew that we had, you know, just made it, bro. Like, I was yep. working there for about a year. And I think that's where I got that, like, sort of that tradie crew kind of vibe you know like you got mm-hmm. your builders your sparkies your jib stoppers all that and you kind of just we had the insulation you know yep. so kind of got got taken from there um and then oh just just seeing you know when you go to a site and you'd see other other trades you know um just looking at them getting out of their van getting all their tools out and i was just like man that looks pretty cool you know outside shooting a gun whacking a hammer cutting stuff it just it just felt right to like have a crack at it yeah. And like now, man, every day, I don't think there's a day I go to work thinking, oh, okay, it's going to work, you know? Yeah. It's like, man, what are we, we going to get up to today? 
Um, yeah. What task is going to come ahead? And every day is like a challenge, which I think is exciting for us chippies, you know, like nothing straightforward. Every day is different. And yeah. I think that's, that's pretty exciting for me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's definitely the spice of building is that it's not that repetitive, you know, even, even if you're only kind of house bashing and, and building up new houses, um, every day is a little bit different and there's always something you can improve on, which is pretty cool. So yeah. you've said you're a rugby guy. How do you kind of, um, do you feel that the camaraderie you have with your building crew is kind of similar to the level of what you have with your rugby team? You know, you can get, I always say to the guys that I work with, like, man, we see each other more than, you know, I see my wife yeah. or my kids, like, we're yeah. close, you know, uh, and it's yeah. it's important to do your best to have a good relationship. And I feel like that can be pretty easy because a lot of the guys are pretty similar minded and they all enjoy their work. Um, I could imagine it's pretty similar on the rugby team as well. Yeah, man, definitely. Like, you can relate to a lot of your working relationships with any relationship, really, you know. Um, when you're on site, like, at the moment, it's just me and my foreman and pretty much I've been with him for about a year. And, you know, you got to get along outside of work. I think if you guys just see each other on site and don't really, like, get along on your smokers or outside of work, you know, even catching up for a beer at the yard, I don't think it'll really work, you know. Yeah. So, the little things like that our company do are just little things like social club. You know, you go away for a weekend, um, beers at the yard if you want to go there when you're handing your time sheet, you know, and that's a time that I think you can mingle with a lot of the other builders. Yeah. Um, for a company that's pretty big in Auckland, I feel like that's, that's pretty important, you know. Mm. So let's say if you get rained off on one site and then your project manager asks you, oh, these boys need a hand under a wrap, you know. If you didn't have that, like, friendship or camaraderie, you'd probably just be like, oh, Nah, I'm all good. I don't really want mm. to go and help. But, you know, when you see them at the yard every Friday, you're like, yeah, yeah, sweet. I'll go and lend a hand. And I think, yeah, resembles a lot of, lot of, uh, camaraderie that you see with footy, with anything, really. So it's real yeah. good, eh? Yeah. Yeah, good. yeah. That's cool. That's one of my favorite parts about building is, is that, um, yeah, I'm lucky to be on a crew now that, um, no matter who I'm working with, I'm enjoying it, yeah. you know. Sometimes you get yeah. a bad egg in a team, or it's like, oh, I'm working with that guy. If that's thing, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you get a good crow where you're stoked to be working with whoever you are on that team, um, yeah. man, it makes work so much easier. Yeah, and I think it makes like your productivity as well like, increase. You know, like yeah, like you say, you might get a bad egg. You know, you might be digging holes with someone who, you know, just the, just just the noise you rubs you up the wrong way. And your productivity is a bit like, oh, get me out of here. But then you're in a hole or in a trench with one of the boys and, you know, you just smash it out and you might have a few laughs and a few jokes and stuff like that. But yeah. the job gets done, I feel like, better when you're with someone. That Absolutely. You like click with. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a big part. And like, I've met a lot of my good mates through building as well Yeah. Um, that I see outside of work that I might not work on this side anymore. So, no, nah, it's mean, man. It's like a... Another family and this online Instagram stuff just broadens it, you know. Like I met you, I met a lot of other guys that are like, I got on Instagram and yeah. we've all got this common love of building. So that's me. That's yeah, good. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of like the um, the least secret secret society, you know what I mean? Like it's a <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, inside yeah. joke to be a builder if you're really passionate about it, you know. Um, yeah, there's some guys who would just go to a whole nother level uh, about that, um, which is, yeah. is fun to see. Um, cool, man. That's awesome. So, so what has it been like so far? I mean, obviously, you're saying that you like it. It's a big, 
career change for you. Um, how is it? Is it more physical than what you expected? Is it harder? Is it some things you're picking up quicker than you might thought you have? Uh, probably the hardest thing for me is just backing myself. Um, mm. You know, like there's a lot of times where you'll get given you get given a task to do, and you know, if you mark it up, it can be costly. Yeah. Um, but I think just the main part is just just fully backing yourself, eh? And the career change for me, yeah, it's, it was different, but it wasn't hard. Um, well, I, I got a farming background, so a lot of the physical stuff is just like normal, you know. So mm. it was quite refreshing, you know. Dropped up a few kilos. Um, when I changed the job, so that was that was a plus and but nah, nothing nothing too too major with the career change. But I wish I'd done it earlier, you know. I didn't start till I'm twenty five now. I didn't start till I was twenty three, yeah, twenty two. Yeah. Jumped on the jumped on the hammer. So yeah. I did wish I'd learned about it earlier and got my apprenticeship started a lot earlier. But yeah. you know. Gotta do what you gotta do, eh? But nah, it's it's been good, man. It's been good. I love I love it. The two years I've been with this QBC, um, probably been the best two years of my my working life, to be honest. You know? Yeah, just a good bunch of lads, and I think because I love the job, it makes it a lot easier to get along with the crew because they're on it because they love it as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. the best part is you're getting paid while you learn how to get better yeah, at it. Man. You know, it's exactly. um, it's pretty cool. How does your how does your company run your apprenticeship scheme? You know, I've um. I've heard of a lot of different crows. Um, I know I've done a podcast recently with a mate who I've done some work for, and he is running a building company at the moment. And um, mm. he gives the guys ten cents pay rise every time they take off a unit. Um, oh, man. So you know, if you think, I think it's about twenty nine units in your BCITO yeah, apprenticeship yeah. all yeah. up. So yeah. you know, there's a three dollar pay rise if you if you get after it. Um, yeah, true. That's the main yeah. incentive, eh? Yeah, I think that's pretty cool because at, at the end of the day, that's um, that is kind of why you turn up for work. As much as we love carpentry, um, you know, you can get some, um, especially the bookwork aspect of the apprenticeship can be hard. I was quite yeah. lucky. I did it in a way that, like you, I started when I was twenty two, twenty three as well. I left it a bit yeah. late, but I did a pre trade course, so I was able to kind of knock out all my bookwork in one year during the pre-trade oh, course man. and then yeah. I just focus on the practical side of my apprenticeship yeah. so um, yeah. I can appreciate what you're doing now though because I'm I'm studying part-time myself and it's hard to get that motivation when you've been slogging it out all day on the oh, hammer yeah. and you get home and you stare at those books and you're like oh there's oh. a long way to go with these books yeah. you know yeah, how do you find that you, have you got any kind of secrets to slowly chip away at your book work Nah, man, like, you know, BCITO guys, they'll have a yarn with you and they'll, oh, sit down at least and like every week and maybe do like three hours a week or just do something a week. But for me, I'm, I'm not a book learner. Mm-hmm. I'm real hands on. I got to do it. I could read something five times and go to do it once and still mark it up. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like I forecast, you know, I'll talk to my project manager, foreman and, be like, yeah, well, what's, what's coming up? What do we got? What do we got up next? And then, you know, tell me what we got going on. And then I'll go come home, have a bit of a read up. Don't like bury myself in it. Cause I just, I've never been one for books, you know, never yeah. been one for books and studying. And then I'll just have a quick rough read through it. And then obviously go to him. We'll do the job. And then I've got a more clear understanding that way. Yeah. Um, and then I'll come back, fill it out. 
And when I have my yarn, my BCAT yoga, you know, you ask me all these questions and it's a lot easier for me to explain something I've done rather than something I've read six, seven times. Um, so if, I don't know, just for me, whatever feels comfortable for you, you know, like for any apprentices out there, yeah, your BCAT yoga I might tell you to put aside three hours a week, but you know, just whatever's comfy, you, you could look at a book for four hours and you don't flip the page. Um, if you're like me and you just get more frustrated the longer you stare at it, so mm. sometimes it's best just leave it, walk away, and then go and do it and come back and write it out. And then you're pretty much going through it twice and now you're just going about it your own way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like if you're, if you're bloody digging holes one day and your bookwork is, is telling you how to pitch a roof, it's not really <laughs> clicking. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, carpentry especially, like it attracts people who are quite, like you say, are, are practically minded. And I think the way that a lot of people look at intelligence is like, oh, if you're smart, then you're good at school or you're good at the bookwork yeah. or you're good at that theoretical side. But man, I in school, I, I did okay. I wasn't great, but I always thought, oh, um, I think we have this negative stigma in the public about, oh, you know, builders or tradesmen, like, they sucked at school. That's why they do that job. Yeah. But man, when I started building, I was like, oh man, I, I don't like, <laughs> even though I can be quite practical, I, yeah. I even every day, man, I still find it such a challenge. Um, it's a yeah. different kind of intelligence uh, that you're required for, for building. And yeah, I know a lot of guys who struggle with the bookwork. Um, they can build you a house, but they can't even kind of write down and explain how they do it. So, yeah, yeah exactly. it's interesting. Um, I guess BCITO have different ways of dealing with that. But, um, yeah, you wonder how they can better assess that for people who are just straight up more practically knowledge kind of based, you know. Yeah, and I think that comes down to a lot of the time, like your assessor, mm. you know, like if, he's, if he was more of a practical guy and you're more of a practical guy, then you guys will click a lot more and I think your your conversations will be a lot more um I guess like complete, you know, you understand each other well. Um if there was a practical guy and a theory teacher, he's gonna kinda wanna expect you to get on, I guess, that theory level and and and, and everything else will follow, I guess. But um I've yeah. been pretty lucky, you know, I've heard of some guys who their BCRTO guy can just be a real like hard guy to work with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my boys was actually going through his joinery or his timber and, um, he was asked a question about finger joints and, and all that. And he knew what it was. He just couldn't quite get it. So he goes, nah, nah, nah. We'll wait till the next time we come around and we'll go back through it to sign uh, up on that. And, and he just couldn't, you know, it was just, I don't know. He must have had a brain fart, but he couldn't click on it. And this guy was just like, nah, nah, nah you know, we'll come back another time. But you got some guys who, like me, aren't so good with my words, but could draw it for you, could, you know, point it out to you, could go and grab that specific thing for you, but just sometimes yeah. don't have the words to say it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I think it comes a lot down to that, just clicking with everyone and uh, being on the same level practically and theoretically, I guess. Definitely. And I guess that's where, um, that's where the portfolio comes in handy of your photographs, you know, because you can, yeah. Uh, I find that really an easier way for myself is just to take photos of my work like you say you, you get told off a bin on your phone but if you can if you can convince your boss that it's um for your <laughs> apprenticeship Justified. yeah um 
but you know if you look at a photo then you go oh yeah i remember how i put that together and you can kind of talk yeah. about it and um yeah i think i think a lot of the yeah you're right you do need a good assessor because like you said your your mate there got lost on finger joints and now he has to wait another three four months before he can get <laughs> yeah, that unit exactly. ticked off it's like exactly, it's rough man. he obviously knows what he's yeah. talking about but he just has yeah. to put it in the right order it's like uh, yeah, exactly. it's frustrating i can appreciate that but then again you know like there's a couple of lads who i work with now and um we've all just had a pretty massive break with this COVID and it would have been mm. the perfect time for a lot of guys to look at some books because they got nothing better to do. And yeah. some of the boys are like, Oh yeah, nah, didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> just played PlayStation the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, Oh man, you really should be t- chipping away at that. Cause once you get back to work, you're not going to feel like doing that book work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was guilty of that. You know, like I said before, I was, I'd look at my books and I'd sit down and I'd probably just be like, oh, I need to do this hands on, you know? So yeah, if the excuse was just, I couldn't be bothered. Then that's pretty poor. But yeah, I found it was just, just doing my head in because I couldn't go and learn it practically and really lock it in my head. But oh. you know, lucky for my CSE, it's pretty good. We have a good conversation and yeah, nah, it's all good. Cool, man. That's good. So, um, what do you, so far, I mean, so you've been an apprentice officially for about two years, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, probably probably less than two years. Okay. I think I've been with QPC for for two years, and I think I signed up pretty much after my my uh, trial there. So, yeah, coming up two years. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So what do you think, what do you think the best thing is that you've learned so far? I mean, in this two years, what do you feel like maybe your strongest at at the moment or even um yeah oh heavy heavy lifting bro heavy lifting is the strongest <laughs> point at the moment <laughs> yeah and that's about it i could move your timber on site oh <laughs> uh, come on <laughs> nah, nah my strongest um i don't know i would probably my strongest thing that i've come to i don't know like you know like, get strong it would be just have a cracker today you know like yeah there's a lot of times where a lot of people i think just overthink it in the head mm-hmm. um and that was me when I first started. Like I got given the small deck to relay, you know, pull up the old decking and lay the new decking. It was, oh, it was tiny, man. It was more like a patio. Mm-hmm. And it took me all day, like nine hours just to pull it up and relay it. It was just, I just wanted to get everything perfect. I was kind of like my first job by myself and, and you just, I just overthought it. Mm. And it like wasn't good for your mental health you know like if you're stressing and you're stressing and you're stressing and it just doesn't work and you get nothing done yeah so the strongest thing that i probably worked on would be to just get stuck into it you know have a crack yeah um if you make a mistake you make a mistake that's the only way to learn so absolutely that's such yeah. a big thing for for an apprentice eh? it's um it, it takes a lot to kind of put your hand up for those jobs but um people notice the fact that you're you're keen um and then definitely also yeah looking back being an apprentice is great man because all you get to do is worry about getting better at building and that's so much fun like um you know uh i think it's pretty harsh if someone's going to sack you if you put your hand up for a job and it's the first time you've given it a crack and you mark it up um you know what i mean like that's how we learn uh but like you say 
it's a big thing to kind of back yourself in those situations. But man, the payoff is huge because I'm sure you know what it's like. Like if you back yourself for a job, you thought, oh, maybe I don't have this fully, but I'm going to give it a crack yeah. and you pull it off. Yeah. It's like, it's so good. It's the most you... rewarding feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. mint. Like, like there's one instance that I remember perfectly. It was cutting out um, fly cladding around the window. Oh, yeah. They had like three or four penetrations in it, man. And my phone was like, just have a crack. And I was just like, oh, I think they were pretty expensive sheets. And I was just like, yeah, why not? You know, what's the yep. worst that could happen? You just get a wrap around the ears, you know, verbal wrap around the ears. And, yeah. But I did it. And, you know, it took me a while to measure up and get it all perfect. But once I did it, and it just slotted in, you know, and it was perfect. You just step back and you're like, yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah, awesome. you know, anything else you know you get a bit of a big head and you're just like what next what next bro what next but um yeah, yeah no you definitely get this big wave of these might be stupid but like mixed emotions they're like yeah i did it i'm building your house you yeah know? so and then it's a real confidence booster as well um when oh, you doubt man. yourself all the time and then you do it yeah so it's it's, mint. it's, mint. it's, it's massive you know i i find um stuff like that uh it's it's so good also kind of for your mental health like you say when you when you're backing yourself and you realize like hang on i can do something that's valuable you know like i have the skills mm. to be able to do something that's like worth something which yeah, you know exactly. you get instant rewards for it and and it's so much cooler because it's on someone's house or it's on a public building or it's on something that yeah. someone will look at all the time and appreciate what you did um that's yeah, uh, such a big one i love that about building i'll, I'll never get sick yeah. of that <laughs> and it could be anything hey eh? like the smallest thing you know like yeah someone might think it's nothing but to you you're like it's something big and you've done it and that's i think that's what a lot of builders go to work to build for it's like i put that up you know i could have sat 20 years behind the desk and wouldn't even know how to start that but you know yeah like, i did that me and my boys did that so it's definitely a pride thing as well Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I get carried away sometimes. I when <laughs> um I'm driving in the car with my wife and we go past the house that I built. I'll, yeah. Every time I say it, like <laughs> I built that house, <laughs> I just yeah. can't let it go. <laughs> yeah, and you'll go past it. You remember, oh, that house gave me a bit of a headache. But you know, yeah. at the end of the day, look at it. Someone's in it. Someone's in it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Um. So. Tell me about some of the mentors that you're working with or the, or the older guys or the foremans um, so far. Have you had any kind of particular advice that's really stuck with you or, or helped you so far on your journey that you'd say comes to mind? Um, when I first started at this company, um, I started with this old boy named Spongy. Yeah. Shout out to you, Spongy. You're a good man. <laughs> um, he was, uh, he's, he's kind of the guy that everyone goes to first and gets put through their pace. Um, okay. And, you know, he was, he's particular. He likes things a certain way, but that's good. I think coming in pretty green, you know, you want to learn good habits, not bad habits. Um, but I think his advice that he, he just, just get stuck in, you know, um, that was pretty much his advice to me is just get stuck in, have a crack. You know, he, he, he was always that big pusher for have a crack. And I guess being a, a new guy into it, having that confidence as a, is your foreman behind you kind of just passes down, you know? Like, he's confident and he backs you. There's no reason to back yourself. So 
yeah. as kind of his advice and it stuck with me pretty much the whole way and and um yeah uh, it was just back yourself yeah yeah that's excellent yeah it's yeah. um it can be it can be pretty cutthroat um the building game you know and and like you say it is at the end of the day it kind of boils down to competency you know like sure people are learning but um what i like about the building game is that you can't really hide like um mm. there's no way to kind of bullshit your way through it you know like if you're not good nah. you're not good like and you have yeah, to step up and you have to get better and that yeah. can be quite a lot of pressure but yeah if you have someone like that behind you saying hey you know back yourself give it a crack and um mm. Nine times out of ten, if you're if you're in it for real, then you'll find a way to figure it out, which is um oh yeah definitely, yeah, which is cool. Do you feel like yeah. what you've learned so far in building has that kind of extended to outside of building? Do you feel like you've picked up any sort of life lessons like you talk about giving it a crack? Does that go further than building for you? Do you feel? Yeah, man, that goes with everything, and um. Yeah, that definitely goes in all aspects of my life. But, you know, having a crack, get out of your comfort zone, um, do something you wouldn't do, you know, and a big one for me as well. So that spongy kind of drilled into me was mistakes can be fixed, you know, which comes back to that, that confidence thing. So, yeah, a lot of the time and outside of your work and, and sports and stuff like that, you make mistakes, but they can all be fixed, you know. So yeah. no matter what you do, anything can be fixed. Um, and yeah, that's also goes back to a lot of people with like mental health issues, you know, and for me, I had a pretty big, uh, episode last year, you know, I was pretty down in the dump, so I made massive mistakes. Um, and just yarns with family and the boss and stuff like that and friends. And they were just like, it can be fixed, you know, everything can be fixed. So that was, that's a big life lesson for me was nothing's permanent, you know. Unless you bloody kill someone, yeah. that's a bit permanent. But yeah. you know, it, mistakes can be can be mended and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, um, one thing you know, you mentioned men- mental health a few times, and and that's something that um, that's kind of one of my secret um goals with this podcast is to kind of sneak mm. that in in the background and try and yeah maybe raise more awareness about that, especially in our industry because um the stats on our industry for mental health are not great. Um, and we have a problem in this country and I don't mind saying, um, especially men, unfortunately. Um, what do you think we can do at least in our industry to, to support people a little bit better, um, in that mental health aspect, you know, we've talked a little bit about how rewarding that work can be and how valuable it can be. Um, when you achieve something and when, when you're shown that you're a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Um, I feel like a lot of guys maybe kind of don't see that or, or find that hard to see a lot of the time, especially if you're just in a trench digging holes or, you know, if you're just um, running cables all day or, or whatever you're doing. Um, do you feel like a lot of guys kind of find it hard to find value in our trades? You know, there's still a little bit of a, maybe a negative stigma about being a tradesman. Um, mm. Do you find it hard to kind of hold your head up high and say, yeah, I'm a builder, I'm an apprentice, or it's something that you're proud of um, and that you can kind of extend out into the world? Yeah, no, I, I have no troubles 
um, showing how proud I am to be a Chippy, eh? Um, you know, so, New Zealand was, New Zealand's probably one of those countries that was just built on, on hard mahi and hard graft, you know? So yeah. I think for us as Chippies in particular, you know, we can build a house. Not much people can say they can build a house. So mm-hmm. that, that right there, you know, is probably one of the proudest things you could ever say to someone, you know, and coming from a, a big family, you know, home is, is massive for everyone. No matter how big your house is, how small your house is, as long as everyone's together, you know, under a roof or at a marae, it's just massive for me, eh? So, yeah, I, I do understand. Or I do kind of see where people come from um, with the old stigma of tradies being, you know, just no brains, you know, um, sort of just bad boys, you know, that, that vibe that a tradie comes with, you know. You, I saw it when I was out, you know, you just looked at guys that they didn't look approachable. But now being in the trade, you know, it was just like, man, they were probably just bugging. They yeah. probably just had a hard day. You know, there's some things that on site we just flushed frustrate the hell out of you. And yeah. You kind of just don't want to talk to anyone and it kind of eats away at you. And that's probably what a lot of people have seen. Mm. Um, but I think, um, yeah, back to that mental health is just, just talking about it, you know, like mm. for me, I got no problems going to work and feeling proud of my work. And, and I hope everyone should feel just as proud with whatever they do, you know, Sparkies, you know. I hope that they look back and be like, oh, why that house? Like, look at all that stuff that I did, plasters, you know, that's smooth, that's everything. Uh, plumbers, you know, getting all your pipes straight and stuff like that. It's, I guess it comes to deep down, you know, if you're really proud of your work and you really do enjoy your work, um, it, it shows. Mm. And, um, you know, I got a guy, I got a good mate of mine um, who's a drain layer and he does big shifts, say, but he's always happy. Yeah. Um, he'll be you know, two meters, three meters down in a trench, just chipping away, but he's always happy. He'll be singing. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just, uh, the crew that he's, he could be with as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that plays yeah. a big part in it. Definitely. You know, that yeah. some of the, well, yeah, definitely some of the best days of my life is like after a big day, you know, maybe you've put in a few extra hours because you need to push for something and, and you get there and you get the job done and all the guys have been pulling the same direction and you sit down and maybe have a beer or you don't after the day. And, um, yeah. man, those are just some of the best days because you know you've put in a massive shift with a bunch of guys who are doing the exact same thing. And, oh, um, yeah, I've, if you can't find value in that, then um, then I think that's a real shame, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe, like you say, definitely talking about it is such a big thing. And creating an environment where uh you can be approachable you can feel like you can talk with people um yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and i think like it's there's a lot to do with who's around you um you know everyone goes through stuff like no matter who you are you, you go through some shit yeah um and i think it's it's a big step for us as like tradies and and men in general i think is just a just a talk you know like my pop grew up a hard grafter and he, I don't even think he ever talked once about his feelings, but, mm. you know, I've seen him shed a few tears and, and that was pretty powerful, you know, and I think just the message for us traders is don't be scared, you know, have a yarn with your bro, even if it's over a cold beer and sometimes it, it could sound a little weird when your mate just calls you and being like, you're good, bro, you know, you could be like, yeah, I'm all yeah. good, but I think the message to get across is if you're not all good about anything, just have a yarn and some dudes take it you know like open open up a lot better when you're joking with them you know and mm. some dudes don't so i think you us 
you know, we've got to take it on upon ourselves to have a yarn with your bro next to you or a guy that um, you maybe haven't heard from in a while and just maybe like everyone's saying, just check up on yourself and check up on your boys and a beer does a lot for the tradies, man. Like, you know, yeah. Friday afternoon when you just had a rough week and or even a rough day, you just come home and crack a cold one with your mates and all of that's gone, you know, like yeah. it's in the past. But I do feel like uh, not encouraging drinking, but a cold beer with one of your boys, maybe even just out at a beach, at a bar, definitely helps a lot with the mental health, man. And yeah. It's good to hear that you, you want to push for that and uh, get amongst it on this podcast. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to preach about it, but um, I think it's important, man. I think it's really important, you know, and I see yeah. a trend even though as good of a crew you can have when you're sitting down at Smoko and everyone's on their phone and no one's really talking to each other. It's like, yeah. hey, what are we doing here, guys? Like, we're a family, you know, yeah. like we we need to be we need to be having – um, I mean, that's just me. I always try and have deep conversations with people and yeah, it pisses people off. Definitely, definitely. You <laughs> but, got those um, guys who just want to sit on their chair and have a smoke and Yeah. Who's just like, nah, man, let's have a yarn. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I guess I'm not that pushy, but I just think it's, it's important. Like you can see guys who maybe are not clearly struggling, but it's like, mm. you know, you're down on the dumps or you don't say much or you're not contributing. It's like yeah. let's turn the phones off for a minute, and that's where, like, like you say, the Friday beers is as as our one savior because at that time everyone yeah. like, has a has a yarn and has a beer and lets yeah, it all go. Um, Talks yeah. about all their fuck ups on site, but yeah, you know, it's all it's all in good spirits. You know, everyone can have a laugh at something they've done throughout the week, and I feel like if you can't look back and have a bit of a laugh at the end of the week, then oh, you know, it might not be the right job for you. You know, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I guess um, a bit of a transition. We're talking about kind of meaning and, and what's valuable. And I wanted to ask you in particular, um, you're a guy who has Maori heritage, obviously. Um, and I want to know um, how it feels for you being having the ancestry that you have and, and building in this country. You know, you have a lineage that goes back a long time in this country and I could imagine for myself I don't have that um so I could imagine that would mean all that more for you to be still being a part of the physical landscape that's being created in this country following on on, on footsteps of 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 your ancestors um mm. and I just wonder how that feels and and that yeah, I guess uh, I wonder how that how that feels to be a part of that. You know, you must feel that in you to know that um, it was it was your forefathers who built the first houses in this country, and now and now mm. you're still carrying on that tradition somewhat. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean, and and sometimes I feel, you know, sometimes I feel pretty pretty bad about what I do. You know, I'm right. a real lover of, of like the land and, and nature and stuff like that, and being a builder is kind of being like a, a bit of a hypocrite with. With what I like, you know, like yeah. I love to see land, but then I also hate seeing, um, you know, like reserves being destroyed from, um, runoff from massive land development. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of torn. Um, but I, I don't know. It's maybe, yeah, like you say, it's just in my blood to build. Um, like you say, the Māori people have been building since, you know, way back since, like, like you say, since they got here. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, like I am proud to say I'm Māori and, and building and it's good to see a lot of um a lot of other even Pacific Islanders getting in the trade, you know, like we're obviously we we're, we're good with our hands and, and I think yes. um the more the more that we see out there, the more comfortable it feels for other guys to take on the trade as well. And I think it's good that um we're learning all new different techniques of building through our apprenticeship, you know, as well, like different ways and how different other can how the countries build and uh, it's real awesome and um, watching you know TV shows I watch building shows on YouTube on TV whenever they pop up and it's cool to see how they kind of want to go back to molding with the landscape rather than smash those trees and we'll put a nice shiny shiny house there you know a lot of guys now are, are going back with trying to fit their homes in with the landscape rather than mold the landscape to yeah, their house you know that's you know cool. what I mean? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that, especially from where you're from, uh, or where where you're originally from, or even where you're living yeah. now. Um, you know, yeah. there's there's ways and means about tying into the landscape and the way that we build, and it's kind of a shame that a lot of the ideal ways that we could build are out of a lot of people's reach, especially like in mm. the Auckland region where um, it's so expensive to build a house. Um, yeah. But yeah. one thing that I um, I keep bringing up so far on this podcast because I'm kind of passionate about it is how we create a kind of unique way of building here in New Zealand um, that draws on what happened in the past or the techniques or the architectural styles of the past, especially of the first buildings that were here by the Māori people. You know, like mm. like you're saying, you guys have such a amazing um, kind of ability to work with wood um in the past and and even now yeah. it's it's unbelievable i mean i would fully encourage anyone if you haven't to to go to your local museum and see what has been done in the past with with woodwork um it's yeah. a shame that we can't really work with those trees or that type of timber in construction anymore because we chopped down way too many of them and we have yeah. to work with pine and and that sort of buildings but yeah i wonder if you have any thoughts on how we can kind of not go back to living like we did a hundred years ago or 200 years ago, but yeah. like incorporating that into what we do now, you know, like when you said you've been to Europe, I know when I had my own um, experience overseas, you go to different regions mm. around the world and they have very distinct architecture um, perhaps in that region. And you know, oh, I'm in this place or that's how they build yeah. here or they have a style here. But I feel like when you come to New Zealand, we kind of draw on everything and we don't exactly have one defined style. And um, we do in some yeah. of our public buildings, you know, they kind of try and bring it back to um, the history of this country of and incorporate that in a modern way. But I really yeah. wonder how we can do that in housing and a lot more of it um, and what you think of that. Yeah, like, I obviously love all, you know, how the cultures have come to New Zealand and there's all different styles of building in New Zealand. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd love to see more, I guess, wood rather than, you know, paint and plasterboard and aluminium. Um, haven't really thought too much about how we could maybe come back and design and bring those concepts back. Um, mm. I see a lot of, um, kohanga doing it, um, like little, little preschools, um, little kohanga schools around New Zealand. They're, they're bringing a lot of that back with by, just having, you know, the, the ponga tree as like a fence or having a mm -hmm. lot of pebbles and a lot of structures being made out of wood and 
exposed beams and exposed rafters and stuff yeah. like that. And I think that's probably a, the only way I can see New Zealand putting their stamp on, on, on the world with, with the building is, um, yeah, just to show a lot more wood. Obviously, when you tell people overseas, I'm from New Zealand, all they think about is the South Island, really, you know, <laughs> like trees, mountains, water. Yeah. Um, they don't really talk about bricks and, and stuff like that or metal. So that's right. I think incorporating a lot of landscaping, I guess, comes down, comes back down to it, you know. Um, yes. Greenery, you know, obviously the walking is pretty hard because I can pretty much throw a book or throw a pen at my neighbor right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, for the likes of houses who are being built out in the land, you know, a lot of wood, I guess a lot of greenery would probably be the only thing that comes to my mind. Eh? And I think about New Zealand building. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a win-win because I like that idea of working more with wood because, um, selfishly being a carpenter, it means we get to do more stuff on the house. And, yeah, you know, yeah. if they do that kind of intricate woodwork, um, you know, you see houses around the world that do that, especially in places like Austria and Germany, like their houses yeah. are almost completely out of wood. Um, yeah. And I think we could probably do that in New Zealand, even with pine, you know. Uh, one big thing that it's almost like the standard Kiwi house. I don't know what it's like up in the North Island. I can't comment. But down here, it's like a given almost that you're going to put cedar on your house. Uh, and that's like the, <laughs> that's the Kiwi look, yeah. you know. But, yeah, you know, that's yeah. a timber from North America, Canada. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's a shame that we can't do anything that's more locally sourced and still replicate that kind of, wood craftsmanship look from the past and and put our own stamp on it so yeah i wonder if we can do that in the future and like you say um get more involved with the wood because that's a win-win for carpenters because we love oh, like, yeah. doing decorative work like that it's awesome yeah definitely and i know what you mean about the cedar i think that's probably just the closest and probably cheapest option a lot of um kiwi home builders can go for to make it look a bit more kiwi i guess is just yeah. to import cedar you know because yeah, I just did a house, um, just like cladded up a garage and we did like cedar battens, um, cedar pergola. And you look at it and you're like, yeah, like I could picture a lot more wood being exposed. Like they painted the beams and stuff like that. And I just, I just mm. wish it wasn't painted, you know? Yeah. It just gives a real warm vibe just having um, you know, exposed timber and, and seeing timber, you know? So yeah. Hopefully a lot more people catch on to it and just stop covering up timber, man. Like, it looks too good to cover up, eh? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Don't get me wrong. I mean, cedar looks awesome and it's fun to do. Um, so yeah, I'm all about it. Um, yes. cool, man. Um, so what would you, what would you say that something, I mean, we've talked about some of the stuff that your mentors have passed on to you. Um, I want to kind of wrap this up by asking you what, what you would maybe pass on to others who are, who are coming up and also, not just specifically in the trades in your day to day, but also linking in with you made a bit of a career jump. Um, I guess you kind of really felt that pull to building that you couldn't ignore. Um, and I wonder if there's a lot of other people out there, whether they even want to move away from the trades or, or, or do mm. other things. But um, you obviously backed yourself. We've been talking a lot about that to, to make that move to building. That couldn't have been easy. Like you say, you, you were sort of maybe comfy in your job or, um, you know, you could have carried on there quite easily. So um, that's a big move. Um, feel free to talk about that. And also if you have any kind of words of wisdom for people who are thinking about 
making a big change in their life like that, not necessarily just career-wise, but backing themselves for, yeah, for anyway. a move. Yeah, nah, it was, um, it was, it was honestly one of the toughest decisions I had to make. Um, like I said, I was pretty comfy. Um, the guy I was actually working for was, was real negative about me taking on the trade. Oh, wow. Um, he was like, it, you know, I told him that I was, I was finishing up with him and, um, I was on good money and I was taking a massive pay cut to come in, but I just, I knew I had to get something under my name and the qualification and, and building just, just seemed like the right thing to do. Um, you know, he was real negative with uh, me leaving and I just had a good partner at the time who, um, who backed me, I think, more than I backed myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's just like, just do it. You know, you've been wanting to do stuff like that for a long time. You always, you're always building, you're always doing something, you're always pulling something apart and trying to put it back together. Um, so I think this big thing for me to pass out with anything is just, just follow your own path. You know, like if you want to do something, just, just do it. Don't let anyone stop you. Like, like you said, we started it pretty, pretty old, you know, like the, the trade and, feel like age should never stop you from doing anything nor what you think your your brain your, your limit of your brain is you know i'm i'm pretty plain and simple but i'm managing to scratch my way through this apprenticeship you know so just with anything just just have a crack if you feel like you want to do it do it and the right people will back you up and i think that's a big thing is have a good good support crew around you you know who um don't discourage you from making a change you know like there's been people who in the trade who talk about wanting to do something else and they're like 50 mm. you know they've got a passion for something else but they kind of just got stuck in the job and i'm like let's, let's go and do it yeah and i think a lot of people a lot of the time it's just just a lot of fear you know of of being comfy where they are and and having to start again i guess you know with um with your career if you're quite high up in the place like how i was um Leaving to come back down and be humbled again is can for some people be quite a hard pill to swallow. Um, but yeah, just have a crack, do what you want to do, and make sure you got the right people around you to support you. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah, wise words. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're looking at a change and if you can't stop thinking about it, it's kind of obvious that you're that telling you yourself that you need to yeah, you need to make that move. You know, like you say, even yeah. if it does mean a step down or or whatever it may be it's like yeah there's there's bigger things at stake than a few more dollars an hour or whatever it might oh, be definitely you know and being miserable or if you just if you're not even just happy you know then mm. maybe have a look don't be scared of just getting out there yeah don't listen to people telling you negative things man just have a crack get stuck into it cool yeah i love it that's awesome man cool so it's obviously um it's worked out for you so far then you're obviously enjoying it i mean we've just been talking about it um but yeah you obviously thought that that move was worth it for you do you feel like the kind of anxiety or the unsureness about making that move um did it has it paid off for you so far oh yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent you know i don't like i said before i don't look at every day and and think oh gotta go to work yeah, mm. maybe when it's raining and cold, but every other day, you know, I'm just like in there. Let's just get stuck into it. So, yeah, now nah, all that anxiety that I went through before, um, just thinking like, oh, can I do it? You know, am I too old? Um, what if I just don't get it? What if I make too many costly mistakes? Or, mm. 
like what if they don't like me you know that was a big thing um obviously that stigma of of, of tradies just being the hard nuts and and just being you know hard people to get along with i think you know was 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 what scared me and my old boss telling me that oh you're just pretty much gonna be the the bitch of the crew you know go and get me this go and get me that Mm. was it was a big like handbrake um Mm. but yeah like i said before the old the old partner there just just like pushed you just pushed you just pushed me just pushed me and i was just like nah, let's just let's just do it you know that's where i want to be so if i don't like it let's go and find something else yeah 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 nah, so it's been it's been awesome man i'm glad i've done it eh? you meet a lot of people um on site as well i guess you know um yeah. you have so many trades coming in and well, I've got a few mates now that are the Sparkies, drain layers that I would have never have met if I didn't get into this building thing now who, who are real good mates of mine. So yeah. I just encourage anyone to do anything they want to do, really. Definitely, definitely. And definitely give trades a crack. You know, now you, now you have skills that you'll never you'll never lose those really you know like you're you can always do something that's going to be valuable no matter what no matter what's in fashion no matter what country you're in you've got skills that are that are valuable to someone so um you know like you say that's good for your mental health that's good for for making money that's good for everything so yes it's it's, it's just a good thing to do uh, you know get get into a trade if if you're over books or you're over sitting behind a desk man i definitely recommend getting on hammer or yeah, having a crack at any trade that 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 pops to mind. You might have been good with you know fiddling around with phones or wires back in the day when you were a little little youngster going through mum and dad's drawers. So maybe Sparky, have a look at a Sparky. You know, there's a lot of different branches that it could it can break out into. You don't just have to stick to wiring houses. You know, um, same with plumbing, same with building, everything. It's just yeah. opened so many doors, man. It's, it's oh, been absolutely. Awesome, man. Yeah, there's so much room to grow. Yeah. Uh, I'm a builder now, but I'm studying a construction management degree. And in the in the kind of uh, polytech that I'm studying at currently, there's literally there's over a hundred different qualifications within the construction industry that you can go all over the place. There's so many different yeah. areas, and once you have that professional qualification under your belt, you're so much more employable as a project manager a quantity surveyor a health and safety manager anything there's lots yeah. of different ways so it's not like oh, i'm going to go on the trades and i'm going to be hanging up jib board forever or i'm going to be <laughs> exactly. whacking a hammer forever there's if you want to change which is up to you but there's the options there to move so that's what's exciting about being in the trade is that um it's not like the end of the line you know there's there's lots of room for movement um within the industry and there's a lot of exciting things happening so cool awesome man um thanks for thanks for your time um let's give let's give a shout out to mahi carpentry on instagram if you want to plug all your social medias and stuff like that and tell tell people where they can follow you what you're up to yeah, nah, man. Well, if you guys are interested in following a, a Maori boy from the coast in his um, building journey, uh, just go and follow me on Instagram on uh, Mahi Carpentry Yearite Limited. Um, you know, at the moment it's a bit bit about the building, but uh, there can be times there where it just jumps on and has a bit of a piss take and asks everyone a few questions and stuff like that. So yeah, get amongst it, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast chat that I've had. It's been it's been good yarning to you, bro. It's been awesome. Awesome.
Thanks, Mux. Appreciate your time. And yeah, definitely go and follow my carpentry. You're right, limited on, on Instagram. He's got some, uh, he's got some good photos going up on there. If you're interested in the trades or if, um, if you're sick of staring at your level on the window, so when you want to see it from a different angle, <laughs> Mux has got you sorted. That's for sure. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. If, like me, you enjoy conversations about the love of building and creating, then please consider subscribing to this show and leaving a review at wherever you get your podcasts. I've recently got myself a proper mic, so I hope the audio is sounding decent. Uh, I'm working hard to get these conversations flowing, and I have to say I really enjoyed that yarn. Mux is a true Kiwi, and you should definitely go and follow his journey on Instagram at mahe underscore carpentry underscore year right ltd thanks heaps to mooks for coming on and thanks again to you for your time you can follow me on instagram at chip away carpenter to keep up to date with what's happening on the podcast and until the next one keep chipping away